Euler and Motes are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It is Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler, for this episode on today, where we're talking about Steelers Nation Radio and taking you inside this electric factory that is plenty, plenty electrified today because we have Steelers free agency news, ladies and gentlemen. We have big time signings. We have a new quarterback added to the roster. We have new offensive linemen added to the roster. We have a new cornerback added to the roster. And you better believe I cannot wait to deep dive into all of these guys as we break them down and talk about, you know, how they're going to potentially impact the Pittsburgh Steelers in the 2022 season. So without further ado, how is my dog? How is my partner in crime, Mr. Wesley Euler, doing on his glorious day today? Ah, what's up, Arthur Moach? You look a little bit older since the last time I saw you. Absolutely, man. I'm on my Shack Attack year, baby, the big three, four, and I feel amazing. In oh, fact, yes. Happy birthday, I must say that I, I, I appreciate you, man. I've been real big on my uh, morning meditations and my namaste, you know, so I'm feeling real at peace right now and being able to come and talk to you, even if it is virtually, is very relaxing. Well, so I greatly I like appreciate you, man. No, but, I'm um, excited. We've uh, we've had some some very interesting stuff go down here over the last 48 hours or so. Yeah, without a doubt. And that's why it's like, man, you know, when you go to church and they say, we're not going to be before you long. Well, we're not going to be before you long either. But since we have a lot to talk about, we're going to hop right into this thing. So the big free agent signing, the first free agent signing that took place, you know, these past couple of days was the Pittsburgh Steelers acquiring quarterback Mitch Trubisky. Formerly, you know, a top, what, two pick to the Chicago Bears. Yep. Um, spent this uh, past season with the Buffalo Bills. Uh, man, mixed review with him when you think about his career standpoint, right? Pro bowler, high-end draft pick, never really lived up to the expectations of his draft status in Buff- I mean, in uh, Chicago, but obviously going into Buffalo in a limited capacity, he did show flashes. He did show signs that made him look a lot more intriguing and to the point where now, you know, he was able to sign a two-year $14.25 million deal with the Pittsburgh Steelers. So with that being said, man, what were your thoughts when you initially saw Mitch Trubisky be the quarterback that was, you know, signed? Because clearly we've been talking about the quarterback position and it's been a lot of names linked to the Pittsburgh Steelers, varying in terms of skill set and in terms of accomplishments. Yeah, my first uh, initial reaction, Arthur Motes, was this, and you could tell me if I'm wrong, but my first thought was with as early in the process as this was announced, right, was this is the guy that they had been zoned on, zoned in on clearly then, right? Yeah, that's, that was, the, that was the, the feeling that I had as well, yeah. Because if you look at it, a lot of the other free agents that we've talked about, Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota, these guys, they're still out there. They haven't been signed by anybody yet. So to me, I think it's very clear that – 
Mitch Trubisky was a guy, again, the Steelers had kind of dialed in on it, zeroed in on, and thought, we're going to be able to get this guy. He's going to be our ideal bridge quarterback. He is going to be a guy that we're not going to have to spend so much money on that it's going to handcuff us in terms of if we think our next you know, quarterback could, uh, of the future could still fall into our laps at pick 20. I, I think it's pretty clear. And, and you and I had talked about this, too, through a lot of the speculation of the Aaron Rodgers and the Russell Wilsons and the Deshaun Watson, or, you know, could they even go a route like Jimmy G or what might they do with a Malik Willis or a Kenny Pickett, any of that stuff. You and I were saying the whole time, like the Steelers have a concrete plan of how they want to attack this. We're just going to have to wait the free agency in the draft to find out. Well, the fact that we found out like in the first hour of free agency tampering makes me think that, <laughs> you know, that this was a, a guy that they had, had dialed in on, you know, all jokes aside of the, the legal tampering period. And we, we all know that nobody talks to anybody before then. Um, of course I, I think, not. No, no. They, they got that deal done within 20 minutes of picking up the phone during that tampering period. Of right. Course. They just said, oh, yeah, let's make this work. And we're going to yeah. announce it, uh, you know, about an hour into this thing. No, it's pretty clear yeah. to me yeah. that he was, again, just he was a guy that was, I think, um, a priority for the Steelers for, for mm-hmm. a, a bunch of different reasons that we'll get into. But I, I think when you saw how quick it, it got done, that was kind of my initial reaction was, oh, wow, yeah. this was the guy the Steelers wanted, and they went out and they got him right away, and they got him for mm-hmm. a pretty fair price. Yeah, and I do like the fact that, you know, when you're looking at the deal, two for 14.25, but incentives up to $27 million, that to me says that, you know, this is going to be your starter this season. That's the, you know, the, the mindset that I took when I saw the numbers with that. But before we deep, deep dive into that, I know you gave me the, man, I feel like the Steelers really had their mindset on this guy. But what was your feelings about that being the guy? Because like we said, it could have been a plethora of other guys or they could have, slept, they could have said, we're not even going to sign one of these guys out here. But being that it was Trubisky versus a Deshaun Watson versus right. a Aaron Rodgers versus a Jimmy G. What did that do to you? Well, if it, it, I guess it depends, right? That because that's 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 a pretty loaded uh, that's yeah. a pretty loaded well, question. Well, because we know everybody instantly says, "Well, I just trust the team. I just trust Kevin Colbert." I'm not asking you, do you trust him? I'm asking, how did you feel about that name when you saw that name pop up? Of the available names, mm-hmm. I think it was it was again, and I should I should I should clarify this available names in the free agent market, right? So so not the Russell Wilsons, not the Deshaun Watson who's still out there being shopped around right now. Yeah, but technically Deshaun was still available. I Correct. think Russ is he off is... the table and Roger off the table, but I right. do think Deshaun is still a part of no, this he's, conversation. He's, and he's that, definitely and still available right now. He, yeah. he, abs- he absolutely is. Um, all the reports yeah. are that, you know, uh, uh, Carolina, I think maybe New Orleans, mm-hmm. um, Atlanta, every team in Tom Brady's division basically is kicking the tires yeah. on Deshaun Watson because they need a guy who can go toe-to-toe <laughs> with the Bucs. Uh, maybe the Eagles were, were doing some some poking and prodding mm-hmm. around there as well too, I think was one of the teams I saw mentioned. But again, it, it, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm digressing here. Back to Mitch Trubisky. I, I, I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. I think it's a, I think it's a smart decision. It, you know, when I – Got past that initial, oh, wow, this was clearly a guy that they, you know, kind of had as a priority. Yeah. My next thought was, all right, well, I like it if they didn't pay a premium for him. If they mm-hmm. if, if they were able to do the take a flyer type thing on Mitch Trubisky, I think that's yeah. worth it. You bring him in all of a sudden because let's not kid ourselves, whatever you might think about him. And we've had this conversation a million times right. and we've gotten phone calls and tweets about it. Whatever you might think about Mason Rudolph. 
he still is thinking in the back of his mind he's competing for this job too. And so that's good for Mitch Trubisky. It's not like he's going to walk right in and be just absolutely, you know, this is your job and, and go with it. No, he's yeah. going to have to earn it in training camp still too. Um, the money was was my kind of first, okay, did they get into a bidding war? How high did they have to go? We now know that now as well too, and it's, it's a pretty team-friendly deal. So, yeah, it's not that I was jumping up and down and thinking, all right, well, we're going to win the division this year. But I mm-hmm. think in terms of a bridge quarterback, and you and I have t- discussed that a lot over the last couple months right. too, I think he would have been one or two on my list in that regard, him or Jameis. And I, I think it's good business in, yeah. in that sense because, again, still you don't handcuff yourself from going and getting that guy if, if there's somebody that you think is out there while Mitch Trubisky's under contract still. Okay, fair enough. Well, I do like, you know, that approach and I can understand you taking that approach for me, man, I'm not going to lie. I was very underwhelmed at the, at, when I saw that name, especially knowing that Deshaun Watson was available because of us, as I've stated numerous times, when you got a chance to go get a franchise caliber quarterback, especially a young guy like Deshaun, I personally feel like you go get that guy because I've seen what it does to your franchise when you don't have that guy and you constantly are looking for a bridge quarterback except they're bridging you to what another bridge or another bridge or another bridge. And that is, that's always been my biggest concern with the way that we've been handling this quarterback operation this all season. And obviously why, you know, we differ a little bit as it pertains to bridge quarterbacks and how we perceive those guys and things like that. But once I got past that and I looked at it as, okay, this is a bridge quarterback. It also made me lower my expectations in a sense that, Hmm. What Kevin Colbert said beforehand, I necessarily don't take it to the full letter of the law in the sense of them not trying to retool or rebuild them wanting to actually compete for a Super Bowl. Because to me, even if Mitch Trubisky, and I do think that he's going to beat out Mason. I mean, Mitch is a good quarterback in the right situation. I don't view him as a guy that's going to be able to beat the alpha quarterbacks in the AFC, the guys that we know can win a Super Bowl. That's been my biggest hangup with this move or with any move that wouldn't have included a Deshaun Watson type. Hmm. Because I do think, man, no matter how great a defense you play, we saw firsthand, you know, watching the uh, the playoffs last year, right? We said, man, the Niners, they had a great defense. But at the end of the day, you got to have that quarterback. And that quarterback will always be the great defense. We saw that with Patrick Mahomes versus the Bills, who had the number one rated defense, you know, going into the postseason. You have to have that gunslinger. You have to have that quarterback that can rise above whatever coverage you call, whatever pass rush is available. And to me, I just don't personally feel like Mitch brings that. Now, I do feel like he's going to keep us competitive, though. He's going to make it interesting, especially with, you know, his mobility. And that's the part for me where I look at it as more so an evaluation of what Matt Canada can do now going forward as well. 100%. 100%. Because now you have this quote-unquote mobile quarterback now the Steelers did not break the bank for a guy. They did what you said, right, in terms of a bridge quarterback. So in the sense of if this quarterback doesn't work, well, now you're looking at not just the quarterback, but also Matt Canada as a package deal of no longer being here. So that was the the, the way that my mind started to transition the more I thought about it, and especially seeing those numbers associated with them. But what I want to know is do you feel like that in terms of Matt Canada, does this create more urgency and pressure on him now that he has – a quarterback in the building now that he has a quote-unquote mobile guy compared to Ben and Mason and Haskins who aren't really on the mobile side. Yeah, 100%. I think, uh, not to be dramatic here, Arthur Motes, dun-dun-dun. Mm-hmm. Dun-dun-dun. <laughs> 
Matt Canada is going to live or die with with Mitch Trubisky. It seems this year, and uh, yeah, I mean that in the sense of it as a job with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Look, 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 I'm glad you cleared that up because I had I've seen a lot of. I'm just going to go walk off the Clemente because they signed Mitch. And I'm like, is he being literal or is he just figuratively saying this? I need to know. Do I need to make a phone call? I'm nervous. In, in, in terms in terms of his Pittsburgh Steelers coaching tenure, you know, this is kind of um, kind of put up or, 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 or see you later year, it yeah. feels, for, for Matt Canada. And he's going to ride, you know, for better or for worse with Mitch Trubisky, it feels like, again, pending some – big surprise between now and, you know, the end of the NFL draft at April. Um, But yeah, I think that's, that's another one of those. I mean, probably the two most polarizing topics that you and I have discussed ever since the season ended have been Mason Rudolph and Matt Canada. And I think that's something that if you don't, if, if you're not over the moon, ecstatic about Mitch Trubisky and even, okay, that's being a little dramatic too. If you're not even, positive about Mitch Trubisky if it's mm-hmm. if it's bumming you out if you're like ah oh, man really is this what we're gonna do I would have rather of us gone out and and spent a, mm-hmm. you know s- some draft picks and, and made a trade I would rather us maybe move up a few spots in the draft and go yeah. and get a Malik Willis or a Kenny Pickett or whoever even if you're in that camp I think the one thing that you can at least look forward to is we're going to find out if Matt Canada has the goods or not this year. Because, I know you're going to want to talk about this in the episode too, Steelers have uh, spent some money on the offensive line since you and I last No, they spoke. definitely have. Absolutely. So, so the offensive line should be better, should be improved next year. You've got Naj in year two. You've got Fryermuth mm-hmm. in year two. You've still got Deontay and Claypool, and who knows, maybe you add another weapon or two in free agency in the draft as well. The, the offense has to take a substantial step forward this year. And now it feels like Mitchell Trubisky is going to be tasked with the guy doing that for Matt Canada. I think when you and I are sitting here 365 days from now, when we're sitting here, you know, in February, March of of 2023, and the season is over, and the Super Bowl confetti has been shot off, and wherever the mm-hmm. Super Bowl is at this next year, we're going we're going to know if Matt Canada is the Steelers' answer at offensive coordinator or not. And I know a lot yeah. of people have already written that off, too, like they did Mason Rudolph, and, and that's fine if you feel that way. But a year from now, we're going to know for sure. Yeah, without a doubt. But once again, the goalposts have shifted. Oh, because, sure. I, I agree with you yeah. on that. I do agree with you <laughs> and, on and that, that absolutely. And, and that, that's been my biggest issue with the way that we've moved this offseason. Don't get in a press conference and tell us one thing, but now we're changing the narrative to – hey, we're going to be able to evaluate if Matt Canada is good. We're going to be able to evaluate, you know, if this is a bridge quarterback or not. It's like, man, are we trying to win or are we just trying to evaluate? Are we just trying to be relevant and kind of good? And that, to me, has been the biggest misconception with everything that's that's transpired. It's like, man, if we're planning for two and three years down the line, great. But communicate that. That's all. And I do feel like, you know, when you communicate one thing verbally, but you show this type of action, it does send a little bit of a different message to a person like me who understands what franchise quarterbacks do to your team, who understands what franchise quarterbacks look like, and who understands that typically franchise quarterbacks aren't working on their third team within their first six years in the league either. And that was the other part for me where I was just kind of like, like I said, let down in a sense, but I don't feel wrong for feeling let down. No, I'm no, just no, glad no. that. I, yeah, but no, no, because I'm just saying in the sense of like, you know, when you think of free agency, right? Some of these other names that we're going to talk about, they move your needle. They make you have an opinion. The fact that Mr. Trubisky, you said it yourself, you were just kind of like, eh. 
You know, you saw his name, like, yeah, okay. Like, you weren't happy. Good, or good, nah. good business. Yeah. yeah. You know what? It reminds me of, like, a watered-down soda. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's still Coke, I guess. Nah. And <laughs> I'm sorry. I just don't get excited about that. It's like Frank's, it's like Frank's hot sauce. Am I right? <laughs> it's like, eh, it's hot sauce. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it ain't no. It ain't no. Was, 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 was the, I forgot the, the ones you said with the wooden tip on it. Oh. Chalua. Chalu, yeah, it's not a Chalu. It's not, it's not a, it's not a Louisiana or a Texas P. It's just, eh, it, it, it gets the job done. It's cool, and, and that's like I said for me, why, you know, I felt a little let down because I did have high hopes, especially when we saw, you know, Deshaun Watson not get brought up on criminal charges, knowing the interest that he had in a Brian Flores, knowing that the Pittsburgh Steelers had the ability to number one financially handle his contract but number two have the resource to actually trade to go acquire him and he fits everything that we wanted that was my biggest reason for feeling like that and like i said there's nothing personally against mr biscuit in fact for mitch you should be laughing saying hey man i done got you again b watson i got you again because i mean they are in the same draft class if i remember correctly so with that i was just you know like i said i thought about that but mitch is still going to play well he's going to do good things for us but that's the other narrative that i think gets lost in this sense hmm. Let me- because the narrative was oh before, before you go because the whole the, the new narrative was what you get a bridge quarterback he doesn't pan out we'll just get we'll draft the guy because he'll be bad enough we'll draft high enough well mr bisky is not going to be a bad quarterback for you right i'm just simply saying he's not a super bowl caliber quarterback in my perspective so with that being the case you're still going to have to potentially move some pieces if you don't feel like he's your guy and you don't draft a quarterback this year, and you're waiting for a C.J. Stroud or a Bryce Young or somebody like that next year, well, those guys are going to be going a lot higher than I personally think that we're going to be picking because we're still going to have a good roster. But I just think that we're going to be limited when it comes down to, you know, making these deep postseason runs. And that is the part where I'm just like, man, we're either going to have to make moves to make a trade up to get a guy like that a year from now, and you're still taking a chance on him or you're drafting one of these quarterbacks this year, but even with those guys, it's like, man, do you feel like it's wasting a draft pick if you take a Malik Willis at 20 or Kenny Pickett at 20 or Matt Corral at 20 or Sam Harrell uh, at 20, knowing that you got Mr. Bisky here, knowing that Mason's still here? It's just like, man, are you wasting that draft pick instead of getting somebody that can help you this season? Whew, there's a whole lot to unpack there, Arthur Motes. Well, I mean, you know, this is the beauty of free agency time, right? You, we, we get to have these conversations. No, no I, I, I actually, it's, I'm, it's, I'm, it's I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie it. to you. I'm, I'm digging the heck out of this right now. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Okay, hypothetical for you here. Uh oh, here we go. Here we go. Is it because I, I believe me? I am picking up what you're putting down in terms of a franchise quarterback, the the difference that when, when you've got one of those handful of guys in the league that you know, no matter what's going on, we're going to have a chance. There's going to be a possibility for us to, to get out of a stadium with a W because we got that guy. You've talked on this show yep. before multiple times about how that feeling inside you changed when you went from Buffalo mm-hmm. to Pittsburgh and from the, caris- the carousel yep. that was your, your quarterbacks in Buffalo to, to the stability and Hall of Fame uh, career of Ben Roethlisberger here in Pittsburgh. Hypothetical here for you is this. Steelers, obviously, the, the draft process, the scouting process is something that they've been going at 
for a while. You know, the, the season right. didn't end and they didn't start watching tape on these college quarterbacks and they didn't start scouting. <laughs> right, right? Right. Been, no, no, no. They waited till they got to the senior bowl to start making their list. Come on now. You know that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're sitting there at the senior bowl and Kevin Colbert's like, Who is this guy over here? <laughs> that quarterback from Nevada. What's his name? Carson, what's his name again? Uh, tell me about him a little bit. <laughs> this is This is a very long process. This is an ongoing process. So hypothetical here is this. Throughout this scouting process of these quarterbacks, they've come to the conclusion that they don't think any of these guys is the guy. Maybe they think, hey, Malik Willis, in the right situation, he can be a nice player. Hey, and Sam Howe, in the right situation, he can be a nice player. But they don't see any of these guys, again, as the handful of guys that are in the league that can win you games no matter what. Maybe they see more Jimmy G's and Ryan Tannehill's and Derek Carr's. Nice quarterbacks, Mm -hmm. but but not Herbert's and Allen's and Mahomes and, and, and those type of guys, right? So that was step one, was them evaluating that they just don't think that there is that dude. There's nice, 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 uh, you know, nice, nice players, but there's not that dude in this draft yeah. class amongst quarterbacks. So then they turned the page and they talked about an Aaron Rodgers. And there was, you know, maybe some conversation, some dialogue there, but Aaron decided he wanted to stay in Green Bay. He was going right. to take the big money deal that was off the table. Russell Wilson, you turn your sights to him. Well, the Broncos are picking way far ahead of you in the draft. They're in the top 10. Mm-hmm. You're picking at 20. Denver can just offer more than you can in, in terms of that, in terms of where their their first-round pick is. There was really no interest from the Seahawks in dancing with you because they'd rather, you know, they're trying to rebuild, and the ninth pick Correct. looks a lot sexier than the 20th pick. So that's off the table. And then with Deshaun Watson – you're concerned that even though from a criminal standpoint he has been he has been uh cleared right mm-hmm. or he has been not charged is probably the the mm-hmm. correct legal way I, I don't have a law degree all right i'm not trying yeah. to be insensitive with any of this stuff but Deshaun Watson is not going to be charged criminally but but you know what has happened with with these types of things in the past and you think that there's still a chance um he's going to hit it with a six game suspension whenever he does return to play mm-hmm. and you don't want to have to go through that maybe you appeal it down maybe it's four games maybe it's three games but you're still not going to have him for the first few weeks of the season and they just they looked at all these different things and they said, as much as we want to go get the next guy, as much as we do believe that we have a roster that, you know, you, you add a couple pieces and you get that next quarterback and you can still win and that's what we expect here. Yeah. The standard is the standard. That dancing partner just isn't available to us right now. Do you think do you think that that's realistic that that happened? I'm not saying that it couldn't have happened. But to sit here and say that that dancing partner isn't available when you just said Deshaun Watson would be available in that worst of six game suspension? At worst, though, if Did, he doesn't play the first six games, you ain't making the playoffs you, this year. Well, I don't know okay. about that. Actually, that's that's actually that's I'm wrong because with oh, maybe and that's all I'm trying to say. Like, are, but you are wouldn't we have ourselves. You right wouldn't now? have Mitch <laughs> six games of Mason Rudolph to start the season. Can you tread water enough to to make the playoffs well, until Deshaun gets back? Ask yourself this: How much better is Mitch Trubisky than Mason Rudolph? Well, honestly, I don't know because I haven't seen him play in two years. And that's the problem. Yeah. With Deshaun Watson, we're not having that conversation. With Deshaun Watson, we know exactly who he is. There isn't a debate of is he going to beat out Mason. There isn't a debate of is he good enough to play in this league. There isn't a debate of if he can lead a team into the postseason. Whereas with Trubisky, there still is a debate right now, and you just said it yourself. So to me, 
I look at that and I say, that doesn't make me feel better. That doesn't make me feel like, oh man, this is, no, you no, know, I this is a yeah, great plan. I didn't mean it, yeah, I didn't that, mean that, it in that sense either, it, but know? I just, I thought yeah. maybe they, they thought that realistically. Because think about, but, that but think just, about this though. But, but think about this. What is six games to having your franchise quarterback for the next 10 years, potentially? Well, Instead now, see, of that, asking, I, that I right, agree with you. Because, because there is a big difference between what you said with Mitch. You said he is a bridge quarterback and I agree with you wholeheartedly. But a bridge quarterback is a short-term answer. It's a band-aid to the situation in hopes that we're either going to draft our franchise guy or somebody's going to develop or something's just going to happen, you know, haphazardly. And that, to me, is the fairy tale that happens in the NFL from my experiences. When you keep saying, oh, that guy's going to fall out. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's like it typically doesn't happen. And that's why you typically have the same teams that went over and over that have these franchise-caliber quarterbacks. You can ask, let's see, the Minnesota Vikings, the Detroit Lions. How long have they been saying, hey, man, we're going to get our guy. This is, it. this is the year. This is the year. The Jets. And Aaron, Rod- and Aaron Rodgers is still over there like, okay, whenever you're ready, let me know. The Jets, prime example. Even the Giants to an extent right now. Oh, we got our guy. No, no, no. Oh, next year. Next, we'll get him next year. He's like, oh, okay. It sounds good. Carolina. Carolina. And you, see, and you see the rut that they get in. Look at Tampa before Brady got there. Very similar conversation. Now with James, it was like, oh, could it be? but he was a little bit too risky with the turnovers. Mm-hmm. So that to me is why I don't necessarily like to operate with hope and hypotheticals. I just look at the, the history and the history of the league shows that the teams that have those franchise caliber quarterbacks win a lot of the time And the teams that don't have them. They might have one or two good years, Jacksonville Jaguars, right? We've seen yeah. that before. Yeah. You know, San Fran the year when they went to the Super Bowl, you, 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 every once in a while you get an occasion where, hey, man. Tennessee, Tennessee every, was in the AFC Championship yeah. game a couple years ago. You know, where, where it's like everything has to fall in place. Everybody's playing to a high level and they have to play perfect because what? Their margin of error is so small. Yep. And I do feel like with Mitch, he brings us to that same category. Is he a good player? Sure. Is Mason a good player? Sure. I know some people are going to be like, no, he's not. No, he's not. Yes, Mason is still a good player. But there's a difference between good players and franchise caliber quarterbacks. There is a difference between good players and Super Bowl caliber quarterbacks. And right now, I just felt like we passed up on one of those guys for whatever reason it may be. But in Colbert, we trust. And he (laughs) has done a good job with the rest of his moves. And we'll get to those when we come out of the break right here because I do like some of these other signings that he's done. I do think that that is laying a strong foundation, not just for this year, but for the future as well. But as we always do, you know, we got to pay these bills real quick. So we will address that when we get back. This is Arthur Motes and Wesley Euler on Steelers Nation Radio. 